I'm now live. Hi, everybody. It's um, Thursday, February 1st. It's February already. Happy February. Okay. Uh, January went pretty quickly. It was very cold for a while. Now it's pretty good. We're in about 40-ish degrees in Baltimore, and no snow is projected. So all is good. Now, in terms of the topics, I was trying to think of some good topics, and I am working on some new talks, and one of them relates to trauma. So let me just speak to you a little bit about trauma. It's something that we all do a lot of, um, but it's something we often don't address because it's almost like a core CT topic. Now, trauma can be many things. Someone could have fallen down and you're doing a CT to rule out a hip fracture. That's trauma. Somebody could have been shot. That's a common thing we see at Hopkins and or stabbed or something like that. And you could be doing a CT scan to look for the extent of injury, including soft tissue injury, bony injury, and vascular injury. And that's a topic that's a we've covered a little bit, but that's trauma. And then of course is trauma motor vehicle accident, which is uh, again, you know, rule out injuries in the chest, abdomen, or pelvis. It could be vascular injuries, soft tissue injuries, major organ injuries from lung to liver to spleen to kidneys, to vascular injuries, to bony injuries. So there's a lot you can look at in trauma but obviously we're not gonna cover all of them. So let's, today anyway, talk about trauma that's more like that MVA type thing. Someone comes in, they were, they were a passenger in a car, or perhaps they were hit by a car, they were a pedestrian. What do we do? Well, several things. Obviously CT is the study of choice. And particularly, the more severe the expected injury, the more CT is valuable. If someone has like a pseudo trauma, they banged into something, the likelihood of the CT being helpful or being positive is very low, but we won't go into that. We will talk about protocols, which is critical, of course. One thing with trauma I should mention is if you have a trauma patient who's pregnant, don't worry about uh, anything special in the sense that if a patient needs a CT scan and they're pregnant, we do a CT scan. Nobody will argue about that anymore because the key thing is the mother's life and so we need to do a CT scan. We need to do it properly, we need to minimize the dose, all the usual things, but if a patient has trauma and they're pregnant, we do the CT scan. We also not only would look at all of the things we typically look at, but we'll also look at the placenta. Sometimes we've seen decreased enhancement of the placenta, and that could be a sign that the, that, that the baby will be in distress. And so particularly when the babies are a bit older, they will often induce labor or do a C-section early. So just let me just mention that. Now, in terms of trauma protocols, question also, comes up, do you need non-contrast CTs? Obviously, you know, we speak about this before, if there was no radiation issues, non-contrast, arterial delayed, maybe that would be the standard protocol. But if you think about it for a second, what exactly are you gonna add with a non-contrast CT? First of all, there's nothing you're gonna see unless there's a massive bleed that maybe would 
prevent you from doing a contrast scan, but you would still do the contrast scan. The patient's on the table. It would take a few more seconds and you want to see where the bleed is from. So routinely, we are not doing non-contrast CT scans in trauma. There really is no added value. It doesn't really help anything. You're going to need the contrast study and I'm not going to have an issue with a misdiagnosis. Now, sometimes you will get a delayed scan because something is not exactly clear on the arterial phase scan. But again, that's rare. And, you know, those select cases, you will get a delayed scan. That will be helpful. So in terms of protocol, 5 cc's injection, 100 to 120 cc's, we scan uh, chest down. Now, the question, of course, is do you, should you do arterial phase or venous phase if you're only doing one phase? Our answer is arterial phase because you want to look at the vascular map. You want to look at vascular enhancement. You want to exclude vascular injury. And it also provides you a good look at all of the organs. Now, sometimes trauma, particularly things like the spleen, um, you may miss things or you may not see subtle lacerations or contusions, spleen, kidney, less likely liver, if you don't have some later phase imaging, which means venous at about 70 or 80 seconds. Some people will routinely do dual phase imaging. The only downside with dual phase would be the, you know, more contrast. I mean, not more contrast, more radiation dose for the patient. Contrast volumes remain the same. If all is, and we had this discussion with the ER docs the other day, they want to minimize dose, which means single phase, but yet there have been articles that made the point that sometimes uh, splenic injuries or renal injuries can be overlooked if you only have early arterial phase where the blush is very dense and subtle lesions are missed. Well, the truth is most of the time those subtle lesions are not going to change management. But I think at the end of the day, if you want it to be most cautious, arterial and later venous would be a good way of doing things. Now, some people also talk about delayed phase. Should you do early and then delayed? The biggest value of delayed phase probably is the kidney, where you can see excretion of contrast. You need to be at least three or four minutes after injection. You're not going to see it at 30 seconds or at 70 seconds. And if you're looking for injury to the renal pelvis or calyces, then the later phase is going to be very helpful. So I think a little bit you can consider what you're thinking about. But of course, most of the time in trauma setting, it's kind of rule out anything. The clinicians know the patient at trauma. They really haven't evaluated the patient. So it's hard to make those decisions. So you always could get further delayed scans. So I think most of our trauma cases are single phase, but we are doing more of the second phase, which is about 70 or 80 seconds, sort of a later venous phase to look at kidneys and looking at the spleen. Obviously, if you want to look at the bladder, we'll make the point that you need to wait longer, four minutes, five minutes for the bladder to fill. We'll also make the point that people have made for years, and we've written articles also, that if you're worrying about bladder injury, you may see it early, but if you don't see it, it doesn't mean there's not a bladder injury. 
If you want to exclude a bladder injury, you need a CT cystogram. You need to drip contrast in the bladder. Uh, we do it uh, 500 cc's under gravity. Uh, you put uh, 30 cc's of contrast, Omni 350 in a bag of 500 cc's of saline. You drip it in. That's the best way of seeing bladder injury. If you only look at a routine CT scan, the bladder is not going to be well distended and you can easily miss a bladder injury. So CT cystograms are necessary when you suspect a bladder injury and that might be because of the trauma you had. We see, for example, acetabular fractions, fractures or fractures of the superior pubic rami, things not uncommonly associated with injuries to the bladder as well. So again, CT cystogram you could do that initially, sometimes it's ordered later, but if you can think about it, if patients are on the table, just drip the contrast in. It's a very easy study to do, and it's the most accurate study for looking for bladder injury. So CT cystogram, I'll mention that. I'll also mention the importance of thin section CT, the importance of reconstructions, coronal and sagittal, uh, particularly for the spine, right? T-spine, L-spine, pelvis, sagittal views are critical, coronal views are critical. You want one exam to answer all of the questions. You don't want to rescan the patient three times. So that's kind of what we'll think about, right? So, and then of course, depending on the injury, you'll do chest and abdomen pelvis or just abdomen and pelvis. Occasionally just chest, but that's less likely. Um, so that's what we're kind of working on. Now, the question then is, what about specific injuries? And so what we'll do is over the next couple weeks, we'll do specific topics. We'll talk about trauma in the chest, looking at bone, looking at heart, looking at vessels. We'll talk about trauma of the liver and trauma of the spleen and trauma of the kidneys. We'll talk about trauma of the adrenal glands, of bowel, We'll talk about bony injury. We'll talk about bladder injury. We'll talk about vascular injury. So I'm not gonna do every one of those for the next five weeks, but over the next few weeks to a few months, we're gonna cover a lot of the trauma. So think about your questions, think about your protocols, and we'll go from there. And one of our texts, Jay Jamie, hello from Glen Burnie, how you doing? I'll say hi back as well. And uh, with that, if you have any questions, let us know. If you have any things you want us to address in terms of trauma, let us know as well. And with that, my time is up and have a great day, everybody.